Welcome to episode 128 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today I have Fiona Stevens on the show. She's head of marketing at loyaltyline.com and we talk about opportunities that loyalty can bring for your store and that there's much more than just giving your customer points. So let's get started. This is the e-commerce coffee break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue. Each week, you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on Shopify. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get e-commerce insights you can't Google. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today we want to talk about loyalty programs. We want to find out what opportunities can loyalty bring to you and usually it's much more than just giving your customers points. So we want to find out a little bit more about this. For that I have Fiona Stevens with me. She is the head of marketing at Loyalty Line at loyaltyline.com, a data-driven loyalty and engagement platform for fast-growing e-commerce merchants. Fiona has 14 years experience in marketing, has worked in in-house and agency side across functions including PR, SEO and content and she has specialized in loyalty for retail and e-commerce brands for the past eight years so definitely the right person to talk to hi fiona how are you today hi i'm very well thank you thanks for having me Fiona, give me a bit of a background of what got you in e-commerce what got you into the side of loyalty programs yeah absolutely it was really when i was working in-house marketing for a content marketing agency and we were working with a lot of e-commerce brands and it was all about the on-site experience. It was about product copy and conversion on site and that kind of thing. But we also started doing lots of email, post-purchase email work and things like that. A lot of it translation. So how do you get the same message across in lots of different markets? And I found that sort of transition from on-site to post-purchase really very interesting. And then the next company or the next agency I moved into was loyalty specific for much bigger brands, much bigger retailers. And I just found it an absolutely fascinating world. And then I was introduced to Loyalty Line, where they were bringing together the sort of independent, smaller e-commerce retailer side of things, but still that really fascinating world of loyalty programs as well. And the two together was a perfect mix. Okay. Sounds great. Now, obviously with increasing ad costs, increasing CPAs and so on and so forth, customer lifetime value becomes more and more a focus of a lot of merchants. Mm. Now, different ways to do this, obviously loyalty programs is one way to do this. Many people just have in mind is like, yeah, I give some points out and then hopefully at some point my customer will come back. But the topic is much more complex than that. Give me a bit of a background on how it actually should work in a perfect world scenario. It's absolutely true. Points are behind almost everything, even the most high-end luxury programs. They run by points, but the customer doesn't have to see those points. It should be more about customer experience. I think more and more with ad costs going up, et cetera, but also with people opting out of those ads and opting out of sharing their data, getting harder to deliver deliver those personalized experiences. We've also got cost of living crisis, economic downturns right, left and center. People are a lot more nervous, a lot more cautious about spending their money and they want to spend their money with brands that they know and trust. So rather than seeing a loyalty program as a points and rewards platform, it really should be a way to build a connection with a customer, an ongoing connection, and actually to start building up a customer community of people that know and love your brand so that when they do have the money that they want to spend, there's not really any question in their mind. They think, who do I know? I'll get good quality, good service, good products, and a bit of additional something, and they come straight back to you. So I think particularly in the environment we're operating in today, it is much less about 
rewarding purchases and it's much more about finding ways to keep in touch in between those purchases. It's about helping customers understand through your program that you share the same beliefs or values. It's about building a community that they want to be part of even when they're not shopping so that when they do decide to shop, you're their first port of call. Okay. You brought a very interesting term up out era. So a lot of people opt out of a lot of things, email marketing, and obviously with all the updates from Apple, for instance, iOS 14.5 and so on and so forth, it becomes more difficult for merchants to get through to their customers. How can a loyalty program help with that? Essentially, when you join a loyalty program, you're opting in to communications, you know, and there's, there's lots of different ways at, you know, at the highest level, they have said yes to receiving transactional emails from you. So you can be sending them things like points balances or available reward reminders and things like that on a monthly or weekly basis. Just they check in points that are really highly personalized. They're entirely unique to that customer because they've got their points balance in. But then there's also ways you can use a loss program to collect more of that data. So for example, we have a dog food brand who awards points for people that take time to fill in their pet profile. So it asks questions like, what color is your dog? When's its birthday, et cetera. And they can then provide personalized comms or personalized loyalty offers, et cetera, based on the profile that they've built. And I think that works for a lot of D2C brands, especially things like skincare or hair care, where you've got people filling in profiles with a little bit more information around what works for them or what kind of skin they have. And it just allows you as a merchant to carry on delivering that level of personalization that we're struggling to do a little bit more at this point or actually just to move beyond that first name personalization that we've done for a long time we all think we're doing it but really what we're doing is putting very light detail like a first name or something and the more you can use points to encourage people to share more and more information the more you can personalize okay very interesting example maybe you can give more of these so people when they enter more details about their dog for someone in a pet niche get more points for every answer is that right you get points for filling in the profile and then you may receive things like bonus point promotions on products that would suit your dog it's gathering the information and incentivizing a customer to share their data but then it's using it in a really clever way as well to get that next purchase through okay can you give some more examples i think a lot of merchants are struggling to get their head around as on how to come up with ideas maybe from your experience you can give us some ideas there There's lots of different ways, really. I think that is one profiles. You've also got things like quizzes, Optane, for example, and I think now Akendo, they have quiz functionality built into their apps. You can integrate that with your loyalty program. So again, offer people points or rewards in exchange for filling in those quizzes. Again, you just gather more data about them. It's a little bit fun as well. We also see people using tiers as a kind of gamification in their loyalty program to collect more of that data and again then be able to use it to personalize experiences so actually the vast majority of people using loyalty line have separate tiers in their program and the more points you earn the more you share data the more points you earn the more points you earn the more you move up the tiers and then you unlock more experiential rewards things like early access to sales or early access to new product lines the opportunity to feedback on products that kind of thing okay points in itself are worthless. So how would you convert in the best case scenario points to something that gives some kind of benefit to a customer? I 100% agree. And I think it's also a big concern for stores. If I offer loads and loads of points, does that mean I'm going to offer loads and loads of discount rewards? So I can completely understand why people worry about that. In reality, there's a lot of experiential alternative kinds of incentives that you can use, which people actually value 
just as much. A few examples I already mentioned, early access to sales. People absolutely love the VIP feeling of being able to get to a sale before anyone else can. And that also works really well with either new product lines that you're jumping or when you have something really exciting like a collaboration, a new print that some designers put forward for your range or something like that. People love getting early access to that kind of thing. We also see a lot of people tier their shipping and their returns policies so that the more loyal the customer, the faster the delivery or they can access free delivery where other people can't. We've actually seen some people offer curbside pickup and things like that to their most valued customers as well. My absolute favorite that we're seeing more and more at the moment is people designing rewards in a way that supports their brand system or their brand values and brand beliefs. For example, that same dog food brand, they allow you to redeem a reward in the form of a donation to a dog shelter for a doggy dinner. We have a jewellery brand who give you rewards if you recycle old jewellery with them. And it doesn't have to be their brand. It can be any brand. I think if you can redeem your points in exchange for planting a certain number of trees, it's finding common ground and common values to connect with customers on and then prompting that emotional connection. But it doesn't cost you as much as a brand to deliver these. It's not impacting your bottom line in the same way, but it is allowing you to connect with your customers and show them that you actually do care about the same things. Yeah, I think these are great examples specifically when it comes to sustainability and donations in that direction. I think there's a lot of power there for brands to build up a stronger connection with their merchants. When it comes to frequency and getting back to your client to build up the program, how often do you think do you need to get in touch with your points, with the client to stay in mind, basically? I think it depends on what your purchase frequency is and what the life cycle of the customer is. So, for example, if you're selling something like handbags, someone's only going to come back and buy one of them Depends how big a handbag habit you have, but you're probably looking at three to six months max. So if you're sending somebody a weekly points reminder, they're going to start to ignore it. However, if it's something like a hair care brand, then you may want weekly probably is the right answer because you want to make sure that when somebody is running out, they come out of the shower and they're like, oh, I must order some new ones. And you're there and you're top of mind. So I think it really does spend on purchase frequency, but it's about finding enough check-in points and enough slightly different check-in points that you don't start to be ignored. It's not the same message going each time, but you are regularly appearing in their inbox with information that is really useful and really relevant. So I would probably look at alternating, to be honest, between a points-based message, available rewards, this is your points balance, and also really important to tell them how to use it. So often those programs forget to actually say, this is how you redeem it. And then for the customer, it's like, well, great, I've got their point, but I'm not really sure what to do with them. I'm not sure what they amount to. I'm not sure how they're going to be of any value to me. So I think those slightly more transactional messages, points, balance, rewards, and what to do with them, but then alternate that with really great content that doesn't sell, that is not a product discount heavy. It's perhaps examples of people using your products or really inspiring stories. Or I think actually there's a real opportunity for people, particularly in the sort of independent retailer space, to tell their brand story. So introduce your founder, interview your founder, try and use those emails to share some of the history of the brand, why you exist and why you're selling the products you are. And then I think you get this beautiful synergy between the sales messages and the prompts to actually purchase, but then why you would want to purchase from that brand. And again, with the lost cost of living and everything, I think it's important to straddle that line 
quite carefully. Okay. Now, with Loyalty Line, obviously, you were helping merchants in implementing a program. It works with Shopify and other platforms. Tell me a little bit more about the app and how it works. As exactly you say, we do work predominantly with Shopify, Shopify Plus, but we work with other platforms and via API as well. And essentially, with Loyalty Line, you have the opportunity to create your own loyalty program. So you can brand it how you like. You can offer the points and rewards that you want. You can create something that reflects your brand entirely. The level of customization depends a little bit on the plan that you're on. But the idea is that anybody should be able to build their own loyalty program without the need for a developer. Or if you have development expertise, then fantastic. You can make it that little bit more customized. But yeah, we believe that everybody should have the opportunity to retain their clients, which is not Okay. When it comes to a timeline, what kind of homework does a potential user of your app need to do before they approach you? What do they need to have on the list before they can get started? It's a really great question. I think the important thing really is to just understand your customer's life cycle. So how often are they repeat purchasing? What should you expect in terms of repeat purchase rates? How many years are they staying with you? What the full lifetime value looking like? What could you expect it to look like? How often are they likely to purchase that? I think that's the kind of information that you really need. Average order value as well. What was it before you started? If you have those benchmarks, then you can see how things impact. I think the tricky thing about loyalty is it doesn't happen overnight. They want it to be a silver bullet. They want it to work straight away. But unfortunately, customers don't become loyal overnight. And even if they do join your loyalty program, they may not return to spend straight away because they have to have time to build up that points balance. They have to have time to need that product again. Unfortunately, yeah, we can't promise results overnight. What you need to do before you start is understand what the metrics are you're trying to move and make sure that you've got a good steer on what they are so you can compare over time. But also loyalty often is a set and forget type thing. People create a program, they run it in the background, people join, they don't see much value from it, but they never quite get around tweaking it or changing it. So the key thing is to know where you want to start. Start really small. Start just by rewarding a few activities. Start with purchases, but also a couple of simple additional things like points for birthdays or incentivizing social shares and follows and maybe incentivizing reviews, that kind of thing. Start small, but make sure you've got somebody who has dedicated time to that loyalty program. Don't let it just run in the background. Make sure somebody is taking responsibility for retention because if you just leave it running, it won't perform. If you have somebody that's just regularly going back, checking in, seeing what's working, adding a little bit of extra functionality here or there, then you'll start to see success. In, in terms of homework, know what metrics you want to improve and know who's going to manage it. Okay. I think you just gave away a lot of golden nuggets there for someone who wants to get started. And I've already answered a few of my questions that I had. So in regards of pricing structure, how much does it cost immersion to work with you guys? And it completely depends on the plan size. So we start as little as $159 a month, but we do have a free plan on the Shopify app store as well. And our pricing increases by order number rather than member count, because we know that not every loyalty program member will engage with your store every single month. Charging for all of those members every month is unfair. The pricing really depends on the number of orders that you're processing per month. Okay. Where can people find out more about you guys? So you can either head to loyaltyline.com or you can find us on the Shopify app store or we are on all the typical social media channels as well. Okay. Sounds great. So I think 
giving the idea that loyalty programs is a bit of a long-term game. I think that's a very important point there. Don't come and think that a day later you will make the huge lifetime customer value from the <laughs> app. So good takeaway there. I think it's a strategy that most merchants should have in their repertoire to build up their customer base and to get more returning customers to their store. Fiona, thanks so much for all this information. I will put the links in the show notes, then you just one click away and have a great day. Fantastic. Thank you. Hey, Klaus here. Before you go, I would like to invite you to become part of the e-commerce merchant pro community to get actionable advice from other Shopify merchants who already have achieved what you are aiming for. Our community is a safe place to actively grow your online retail business with the support of the most amazing and helpful group of e-commerce entrepreneurs behind you. Running a Shopify business is tough. Don't do it alone. Join us now. It's free. You will find the link in the show notes. Also, if you think your online store has conversion or marketing issues and you would like to have a fresh set of eyes on your business, then drop me an email at klaus at klauslauter.com and let me know a little bit about your business. It might be beneficial for you to have me look over your store, offers, emails and ads and get an unbiased outside perspective and guidance to help you make most of your online business. And finally, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review in the app that you're listening so that I can get bigger and more impactful guests on the podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in today. I appreciate you until next time and I talk to you soon.